Hey y'all, it's Dean, BBRP host, and I'm here just to give you a heads up about this episode. So, from about the 17 minute mark to roughly the 30 minute mark, uh, there was a problem with my audio that I didn't pick up until after the episode had been recorded. Consequently, that means I sound like an alien on a telephone for those minutes. I'm really sorry about that. Um, We were so caught up in the episode and what was going on that I didn't get a chance to nip it at the bud. So... Please forgive us on that regard, as you can probably see by the title of the episode. It's it's a pretty good one, and we didn't want to really lose any of that real good, creative, uh, high-quality content. So we used the audio anyway, despite it being a, at a lower quality. Please pardon us, and check it out, because we come up with a really fun, delicious superhero. So, take it away, m- me... Hello, and welcome to Bitten by Radioactive Podcast, where we give powers to a name, creating a superhero from whatever names are thrown at us from the internet. Hello, my name is Dean McKnight, and I am here to host, create, and just really stir up those nice uh, creative juices in you and in my good friends, Jade and Josh, as well. Hello. I don't know how I feel about you saying, setting up juices. Do you know what I was going to say as well? Please don't try and um, talk about stirring our listeners creative juices up yeah. it's disgusting put a must spoon right no. in there oh. giving it this episode is cancelled <laughs> <laughs> oh well you know what the best way to really stir up those creative juices aside from a you know 50 minute long podcast is to have a good old conversation face to face which is my awful segue into saying that the bbrp guys are going to be on tour this month. A little bit, just a little bit of a tour. Just a quick one. And also only a little bit of the BBRP guys. Yeah, (laughs) because Dean, way to exclude Josh. Soz, man. He won't be there, but I will. Uh, I'm going to be at Nottingham Comic Con this coming weekend on the 20th. Um, Can't remember where exactly the venue is, but... Nottingham. It's in Nottingham. It's it's in Nottingham. It sure is. Uh, Follow the, the Sasuke name. cosplayer, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. If, if people still fine. cosplay Sasuke, you'll find them. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the following weekend, God, why are we doing this? Um, we're going to MCM Comic Con in London at the XL Center from the 26th to the 28th. Oh, yes. One one of the biggest, biggest cons in the country will be there. Uh, Jade and I. Sorry, mm-hmm. Josh. I might be in London, but I don't think I'll be at MCM. You might, well, London's a fairly big place. Yeah. Hmm. You know, I might be in. Big. I might be on the planet Earth if you can scout me out. You might walk past me in King's Cross, if that entices you at all. Ooh, maybe. Either way, there's going to be a more uh, visible, permanent location in the Excel Center in the Artist Alley, where not only can you buy some of Jade's very good comics uh, about tea and. They know what they're Sex. about by now. <laughs> come by comics. Come and tell Deans to stop stirring creative juices. Tell him it's disgusting. Please. Oh, maybe maybe if you tell me that, I'll give you a secret message or something. Oh, God. Yeah. Don't do that. Mm. You don't want to suffer. <laughs> uh, speaking of suffering, what kind of comics have you been reading uh, this week? Oh, I, I haven't been suffering at all. Um, I uh, had to go home for a very... Uh, sad event so i cheered myself up on the train uh by reading the adventure zone here there be goblins <laughs> oh yes yeah, so it's the new first... york times bestseller yeah yeah i forgot somehow even though everyone has been saying it's doing fucking amazingly um so time for a long list this is by clint griffin justin and travis mcelroy and carrie peach Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an adaptation of the first arc of what is probably the best ever D&D podcast, uh, which features the party of Taco, the elf wizard chef from TV, uh, Magnus, the human warrior who rushes in to every situation, and Merle, the quote-unquote healer dwarf. So Clint and Carrie are in charge of the adaptation. Carrie's doing the art, um, but I'm not sure if, like, 
her and Clint kind of sort of double teamed on the script or whatever. But basically, they've done a fantastic job of adapting the audio adventures into visual. They've kind of edited the text when necessary to make it more suitable for, you know, the comics format, because not every, I guess, audio joke is going to translate well. Um, I think that's most notably obvious with, like, the final encounter with Magic Brian at the end of the book. Um, like, as far as I'm concerned, they've done, you know, a really good job. All the jokes are still really funny. It it, it does really well as a graphic novel. Um, you know, I still found myself giggling for a lot of it. Um, but you just can't beat the original encounter and Griffin's hilarious voice work for Magic Brian. I, I think that just doesn't quite work in, in the comic. So it feels like a, a, a different encounter, really. And that's fine. Um, yeah. yeah. It's an adaptation. So, you exactly. know, something's going to be lost. Something's yeah, going to be yeah. added. Yeah. I feel like they've, they've kind of tightened up sort of the plot stuff, especially as now that the sort of original story of the Adventure Zone, like the first big long narrative is finished, they're able to weave in more of the foreshadowing in the first volume of the book, whereas like the first episode that they ever did didn't really have any of that because they hadn't really planned where it was going to go. So that's a nice sort of difference between the two. Um, yeah. But yeah, Carrie's artwork is really energetic and expressive. She squashes and stretches the guy's faces into like all these goofy expressions, especially Taco. So I think that's my favorite thing about the whole book. Excellent. Excellent. And I guess that's a double whammy podcast comics recommendation. Pretty much. Yeah. Josh, have you got a double whammy for me? Well, in terms of podcast comic books, it's a very niche <laughs> uh, section of the uh, graphic novel community. Turns out you've been reading all the Critical Role graphic novels as well. <laughs> I forgot they did graphic novels of those. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've, I've just been reading a comic based on comics, really. Um, Weird. Yeah. Weird of you. I thought I'd go with something a bit different, you know. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I was actually really set up to recommend something else, um, but I'm going to push that towards next week because as I, I've provided the generator this week. And I felt as though it might need something a bit more, not different, but a different kind of look. Anyway, um, so I've just been reading Superman. Again? Just, just Wait, which Superman. one? I don't know. You've, you've recommended Superman before. Is this a different... There's a lot of Superman comics out. I know. <laughs> He's been around for quite a while. In fact, I wasn't even <laughs> yes. sure if I've even recommended this one before. I could have. Um, so let's talk about uh, Superman by uh, Peter J. Tomasi, Patrick Gleason, Doug Mank, Jorge Jimenez. Makes me think that I have recommended this before. It's that good. You're recommending mm. it again. I yeah. don't, just, just to be honest, I don't think you recommended this one. No. I think you did All Star last time. Mm. Yeah, that sounds like me. Um, anyway, hey, has everyone heard of Superman? Let's start off with that one. Uh, ooh. He has like he has like glasses. Oh, no, I'm thinking of Clark Kent, a completely different person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone kind of gets mixed up with him sometimes. Mm. Is he the guy that lives in a cave? Uh, he lives in a Arctic cave made of crystals. What's the comic about? Uh, the comic is about Superman, but now he has a son <gasps> called uh, John. So Tomasi and Gleason's, um they're the main kind of artistic focus on the book. They do swap out with Mank and Jimenez's art a fair bit, but the main brunt is them. And it's all about like Superman on a farm, family life. He's taken Lois and his new son John out into the country and they're kind of getting to terms with uh, John getting his powers, Superman coming to terms with a lot of continuity breaking stuff. The way he yeah. kind of came in is ridiculous and I'm very conscious of how long this podcast goes on for. <laughs> but no, it's a really uh, the best way I could put it is like really wholesome book. It's a really nice uh, comfy kind of family kind of Superman. Hmm. Something that I is my favourite kind of Superman. Like I can't stand some of the not edgier stuff, but g give me Clark Kent Picking up cows and hay bales and that kind of thing, going to going yeah. to county fairs. I'll take that, please. Just you s we get it. Superman can be sad sometimes. But I think it's been very well established on this podcast at this point. You know, however many episodes in. God, what episodes? Are Sixty. Sixty. Sixty episodes in. It's established. We like our wholesome content. Mm. Wholesome. Mm. And this is a very wholesome book. Um, it goes on from quite a few issues, like a good like. I think about 50 or so. Ooh. But yeah, it's really good. It does a lot of like cool like cosmic-y stuff. Um, it, it kind of ties into... That's why I thought I recommended this. I recommended 
Grant Morrison's Multiversity, mm. yes. which has a lot of the same art teams on it. So Doug oh, Mank okay. turns up in that. Jorge Jimenez, I believe, turns up in that. And I think Gleason does in some form. Um, yeah, that might be it. But yeah, so it ties in with that. So there's multiverse stuff, which everyone knows is my jam. It's Yeah, you like that. I do like that. Um, and of course, there's some brilliant colours as well. You'll see it when I post it up on Wednesday on our Twitter, bbr underscore podcast. Yes, check that out, please. Because comics, she is hard to describe with the words. Speaking of which, uh, it's my time to describe with the words. So I thought I'd do something a little bit different. Um, you know, I revisited... He's gone back to films again, hasn't he? <laughs> we've done we've done films, we've done theatre, we've done TV shows. No, I'm I've gone back to uh, one of my favourite shonen mangas because, as you all might know, um, oh. <laughs> shonen Wait, was, that, was that a pun? Oh, all might know. <laughs> what? D- did you I got did it I... yet? Wait, ca- carry on, and then, then we'll try and confirm if you <laughs> intended to do that. Carry on. I, I I can guarantee you I didn't. Either way, with shonen manga, they are sort of updated weekly like every week almost without fail with uh like you know a handful of breaks per year and sometimes within that a a span of a year or two like things can massively change so i thought i'd revisit my hair academia you you did this accidentally i what yeah what 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 you you said something like as you all might know oh i don't I didn't even realize. Didn't even realize. I'm just that good a host. God damn it. So as you all might know, I, I revisited it because it's been, I think it was like re, we recommended it on like the third episode of this podcast. That was a very wholesome episode, so it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, within a year, like things have changed like a fair amount. Like there's been a few arcs where really, like the thing with shonen manga is you can't be hammering the plot all the time. It can't all be like all go all the time, or else you're gonna like tire your audience out. And with my hero, they have this like really great way of sort of tying in these not slower but like less plot heavy arcs, but they're still infusing with a lot of character and a lot of like a lot of information, I guess you'd say. So for example, there's a an arc where the classes are fighting. But within that, you see how each class are developing, how they use their powers in like really creative individual ways, how much they've grown since they've last had a fight. And it's like super interesting because it's not power level heavy. It's not, not a lot of talking. It's just like clever, straight down to business. There was another arc as well that was, again, um, not plot heavy, but the stakes were extremely high emotionally. And it's, it's it's difficult to talk without um, spoiling it too much, but like there were super personal stakes for for Deku for Midoriya, uh, and like it's it's going from strength to strength, and I think it's it's almost two hundred chapters in now, and it's still crushing it. May I add to that? Go on. It's interesting that you pointed out the thing about like Shona not being able to be plot heavy like every week, but I think that's the thing that surprised me the most about MHA is that. Every week, even when they're goofing off, they manage to weave in a little bit like it's not necessarily, you know, the forefront, but the things the characters do, they'll it'll actually contribute to your understanding of how they're going to affect the larger narrative, you know? Yeah. Whereas, like, the best comparison I can make is the thing I hate about One Piece. And I oh, promise I won't. No, what, I promise what, what, what I won't go off. It? I won't go off. I'm going to say this one thing and it will sum it up nicely. You don't hear a fucking thing about Poneglyphs for like five years and then just one chapter Robin just stands there and exposits for fucking the whole 20 pages. And mm. then and then we get back to the hijinks for another five years. Shanks will appear in a speech bubble in chapter... Uh, 800 and fucking billion. Yeah. And then he'll come back five years later and be like, hey, remember me? Yeah, exactly. So that's that's not how My Hero Academia works, and I kind of love that. May that's I add good. something? Yes, of course. Of um, course. I think it's in terms of what you were mentioning, Dean, about the um, arc structure. Horikoshi does a really cool thing where there's basically school arc, bit good chunk of development, they do some cool school stuff. <laughs> <laughs> cool Start again. 
some cool school stuff. Um, and then we'll immediately follow that up with a villain plot-based arc. Mm. Yeah. And then after that, they'll go for downtime, which is normally school hijinks. Then ramp it back up with a bit more kind of hero villain-based stuff. It doesn't always have to be about the kids. Yeah. But I think that kind of balance keeps it kind of fresh and a bit more, mm. um, the rhythm a bit better. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's well-paced, which is just, I get how difficult that is when you're crunching to weekly deadlines, so... I'll tell you why it works. It's almost like Deku isn't the main character. Just a bunch it's, of kids. Yeah. Yeah, and like the entire class, you're not really, um, except for one, one character. <laughs> we don't talk about them. Get out of here, great boy. Uh, except for that guy, like the the whole class, like you might not like a particular character, but you don't hate them. Mm. And there's no like dumb rivalries. There's no like just because like romances or like, not a lot of pervy stuff, so it's it's wholesome. It's wholesome. They're good kids. Now, hey, speak, speaking it's of pacing, to make, yes, let's our own good kids. Shall we uh, speed up the pacing and jump straight into a generator? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. This is our uh, narrative arc. We have to go. Yep. Hey, as we mentioned, I'm doing the generator this week. <gasps> and do you know what else started? Not this week, but the last week. What's that? JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part Five. Oh shit! Here we go. I forgot. Golden Wind, which is all about. A bunch of handsome guys going across Italy, and they're in the mafia. Hello. Nothing really to do with the generator, as oh. such. Oh. But I do bring us the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure stand name generator. Oh, De- this is gonna be beast. This is gonna be <laughs> intense. I saw this on tw- on Twitter the other week. It was very good. It gives you like a name, an ability, and it gives you one of those like skill kind of maps. So like power, potential, precision, durability, <laughs> range, and speed. Oh boy. This is, yeah, this is hard mode for us because are we all in agreement that we have to weave in these, uh, like, stat maps as well to our character? No doubt, for sure. We'll, we'll, for we'll sure. see how it goes. No, we have to. It's the challenge. Oh, okay. We have um, to work with what the generator gives us. We, we do. I mean, that's kind of what the point of the, this podcast is. Yeah, um, you, you may want to eat those words because there have been some just ridiculous things coming off this. We okay. can do this. One of the ones I saw was the powers Google search. <laughs> so I, I hope you guys have been. I hope you've been drinking your creative juices, Dean. All I can imagine is like the Japanese like uh, corner brackets with Google search in it. <laughs> that's that's exactly oh. what it is, Dean. Give and me it. On that note, I'm going to diagnose you because that's what this says for search. Um, so I'm going to put Dean McKnight in, and I've already oh. done that. Diagnose. Ooh. Ooh. Mm. These are good sounds. This seems like a funky one. So, stand master is Dean McKnight. Stand name, burning down the kiss. <laughs> oh my god! That sounds pretty funky. That's amazing, I love it. I'm pretty sure it also sounds a bit like a talking head song, which I think is burning down the house. But your ability is, erases space. Really? Mm-hmm. Jeez. Um, you've is got there fu- anything beyond that? or just No, it- that, that's literally all it gives us, other than the skill stuff, which you've got a five for speed, which is very good. It nice. goes, it's one to five. Uh, four to range, five to durability and precision, four to potential, but mm, one on power. I see you're a weakling. Not not a strong boy. Are you writing all this shit down? <laughs> um, I was hoping one of you might. <laughs> Dean, write down. What are the stats? Um, well, just know that you're good on speed, durability, precision. But bad on power. You're, you're terribly powered. Yeah. Your okay. range and potential are okay. I like that one a lot. So, erases space. Are we talking, mm-hmm. like, space Jane, in what sense? It, it can be whatever you want. It literally oh, just boy. says erases space. Oh, boy. Are we going to... Are you going to diagnose me? Of course. Please diagnose Jane. Jade Sarson. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's not a good sound. <laughs> Standmaster, Jade Sarson. Stand name, Ballstar. Um, let, me, let, me, and, let me just type that down. Ball yeah. star. Yeah. And naturally, with the ability, with a name like Ball Star, it comes up with your ability is to control hair. What? <laughs> so I'm going to crush um, your gonads, basically. Yeah, with with your hair. <laughs> Maybe I should have reviewed my kinky comic. <laughs> uh, um, so your skills, uh, precision's at five, so you're pretty good at, uh, <laughs> aiming straight for those gonads. Four for power, uh, two for speed, uh, one for range and durability, so that's not very good. You've got very weak hair. 
To be fair, speed is not something I need in terms of, you know, crushing balls. It can yeah. go slowly. Um, and, ooh, there's a kink. Um, <laughs> and three for potential. Uh, not, uh, medium potential. Mm, All right. yeah, okay. Ball star. Ball star. Ball, Ball star. star. <laughs> Josh, diagnose your damn self. I think I've done myself numerous times. Um, both as Josh and Joshua. I'm not sure if they will change, but luckily, I mean, I've forgotten what I was last time. So, diagnosing myself. Um, oh, well, the, the name of the ability kind of describes what it kind of is. Uh, so, my stand name is Limp No Thing. Limp No Thing. Limp No Thing. Uh-huh. My, and my ability is basic. I'm not sure if that's encoding or if I just have the most just substandard set of powers. No, no, you're uh, just you're basic. You're basic. What um, what would that be in like? No, you got to think more Jojo about this. What's what's basic? What's it would be? It would be setting everything to zero. Now I'm a fan of that. So let's not talk about that yet. I'm just going to quickly put out my skills. Uh, I'm a five on power and speed, so not too basic on that. Um, one on range, mm. one on precision. I don't have very good eyesight. <laughs> Durability is a stone cold three, and my potential is two, which honestly sounds a bit like me. <laughs> so there okay. we go. Okay, who do we like? Burning down the kiss, <laughs> Ballstar, or Limp No Thing? I mean, they're, they're all pretty good. They are very good. Is this generator so- going to get me back into JoJo? <laughs> it should do. <laughs> Hmm. The thing is, I feel like Dean's one sounds too much like Inspector Non-Existent, you know, touching stuff. And yeah, just erasing it's, it's got it. a it's got a solid name, hmm. but the power we have touched upon before. Yeah. I like I, again. I like the power of basic. I like the <laughs> idea of you know this really wide, vast power that can have some really creative applications to it. Uh huh. You want to talk more about what the fuck basic means then? Well, just like Josh said. Like, just putting everything to zero. Mm-hmm. So, say, for example, for a plant, it's maybe dying or is even flowering. You're putting it to zero. It's in, a, like, a dormant state. It's just, like, it's back to a seed, almost. It's like we're going back to day one. Hmm. Yeah, kind of. That wasn't how I was interpreting it. I guess I was thinking of, like, going to basic means that, it like, you get rid of all superfluousness if you were, say, a very cool person, you would suddenly be in, like, Elle's outfit from Death Note or some shit. I was going to say, you'd just be a pair of sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was about to mention, like, the, the person example. Imagine if you're quite a popular person, you, you're known for your personality, for being boisterous, for, you know, having a generally good time. Boom. Basic. You're basic. Basic! And now you're just, you know, a guy who works in an office, wears a uh, a suit and a tie goes home puts on puts on the news and goes to bed that's you now basic mm-hmm. how can you fight crime with basic though not by yelling in a very uh questionable accent it was a jojo accent i guess hmm i would think if we were to take maybe things down to like basic in terms of skills oh. it could be like say we were going for the old bank heist yeah. And there's a bunch of uh, folks pointing guns at um, Limp No Thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to call them Limp for now. Yeah. Um, and maybe they've they've used basic and suddenly they can't aim. Like it's the first time they've ever held a gun before. Yes. Oh, okay. I like that. Yes. So it's kind of like taking... Well, we can kind of use... Because we've got this like skill hexagon for like power and speed and things. If you think about it in like when you're in... What's a game? Fallout? I think Fallout has a gun thing. Yeah, gun skill. The better you are, have put points into your gun, the better you are. But if you take it back down to zero, you can probably still use it, I guess, but you're but not very good poorly. with it. Yeah. yeah. So maybe okay. it's that kind of thing. I have another idea though, okay. that could perhaps help this. Because if you go with just that, the most basic form of the basic power, it's a little bit OP. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can just put everyone's stats in everything to zero you're you're the most powerful by default right Mm -hmm. so say that this is a world in which 
you it's a bit like um you know in like okay ko everyone has like a hero card and like a yeah. level so what if everyone has like as part of who they are they have a card and it has some stats on it like we've had with this generator we've got like power mm. and potential and whatnot so you know like those top trumps cards some <laughs> some of the stats are like a good thing and you'll have like a negative stat or whatever yeah so like maybe maybe some people have stats that are like a negative thing and they have it like really high so like clumsy mm. 10 but then if basic set is setting them to 0 yeah. On that okay. bad stat as well. No. Nice. suddenly become pretty okay. Yeah. See, that's real cool. Jade, we crack the egg, but then you pried apart the shell. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, like, in that bank robbery situation, yeah, maybe you get their gun skill to zero, but maybe you've also lowered, like, their nervousness to zero as well. <laughs> maybe mm. you've, you've lowered the hostages like fear to zero as well, so they're all now very calm. Yeah. So it's like, it's not. A very pre- actually, I think it said it in the stats, didn't it? It's not a very precise skill, is it? It's no. not. No. There you go. Oh my god. Oh my god. Maybe this has done too much work for us. Maybe we're just like piggybacking off this. No, no, no. I like this. Let's continue. I'm really tempted to put some like JoJo ass music in the background <laughs> for this as we come up with like all the best parts. Um, I-, I was playing around with the idea that maybe whatever limp turns basic, their stat goes to basic as well. Oh, what? Limp's stat? Yeah, for that attribute. Oh, so they're putting them on equal footing? Yeah, they're putting Hmm. just everything basic. But then, but with the area of effect thing, I think it would make things a bit too messy and a bit too complicated. Do you think? Yeah. Let's let's keep them super. Unless the precision thing meant that it would only ever work on the person that they wanted to use it on and themselves. Like, they can't control it so much that it always reflects back on them. Hmm. Well, maybe, maybe the precision is not so much how well, but the fact that it's only one means that they can only basic one person at a time instead. But then you can't have the area of affecting. Mm. You can't have that lowering the fear of the hostage at the same time as the... I guess... But could that also be quite a... That's that's kind of a quite a good thing. That'll make it a bit less overpowered. You know, they might have to start juggling panicking teams mm. as well, well as guns. Let's... Let's think of it in a different sense, because I really like the idea of basic being this quite powerful thing. Not necessarily unstoppable, but I, I like the idea of sort of going into a room basic, you're, you're all bad at something, or you're all less worse at something, should we say. But there would be a way around this, and the way around this might be sort of, now Jade might scoff a little bit, but what if there was a hero or villain or like an individual with like natural born talent. Mm-hmm. What if this is the antithesis? So you try and uh, basic this person with natural talent, but because um, their talent is going to go straight back up anyway, immediately after basic's been used, you can't really um, like nerf them because they 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 are nerfable. You're correct. Here's me scoffing. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> Sorry, so you're gonna cold. have to you're gonna have to explain that one because I don't quite fathom what you mean. So, someone uses basic on this person who, for example, is a very talented tennis player or whatever. Yeah. Explain to me in your theory what happens. So, I'm gonna take the the video game um, the video game sort of logic in this. Okay. Imagine a normal human being. They're level zero mm-hmm. and they level up their skills with each level that they grow themselves. Right, right, right. So you might put all your points in the gun, and you'll raise your gun level to 10. Mm-hmm. Basics use, and that goes back down to zero. Mm-hmm. And that stays at zero. Right. But what if this natural talent person, their skill at birth is like 10 already? So they're already really good at something. I don't oh. think that matters. I don't think that matters. Like, because basics power is to lower it to zero. Like, regardless, surely. Because like we're dealing with stats, we're thinking in numerical stats in this sense. Yeah. So like, surely for the duration of the power's effect, it doesn't matter if your natural thing is ten or whatever. Surely that's anyone's natural stat. You could say the same about them. Well, if it's bringing the stats down to as low as possible, and maybe their lowest is just very good, you know. Oh, oh, okay. See, mm, okay, that's why I'm having a problem, because yeah. I was seeing it as numerically everything gets 
reduced to zero when they use the basic power. And that's why I thought my suggestion earlier would work, because some of the stats wouldn't necessarily be bad to be at zero, was my point. Yeah. Well, I think that still applies. It's just with these this natural talent that, like, there's no way it can go below a certain threshold. Okay, you're really adamant about this, so I'll let you well, we could. This. Well, if you want to go down the trump card route, maybe there's, like, some sort of... Like, how far do we want to take this card thing? Like, can everyone see their card, or is it part of Basic's ability that they can see Ooh. the cards? I like, like that suggest that second like, one. Like a scouter kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, if we're going with, like, a, a Jojo-ass character, then I imagine there's a few other powers tacked on to <laughs> this particular power as well. Mm. So why not? Give, give them a scouter. In which case, I'm wondering, like, how does each person have their own kind of individual ability? Well, that's, that was what my point was. So, like, even for your deadbeat uh, thief, they'd have, like, maybe a set of three stats that were very unique to them. And that's why you could perhaps have, like, two of them would be, like, skill with gun, sneaking, and then one of them would actually be, like, flower arranging or some bullshit. Because they're an individual. They have interests outside mm. of thievery, you know. Okay. What if it's less like a, uh, a card? Like a snappy card, more like a D and D sheet where there's lots of stats. That's a lot. That's a lot to deal with. <laughs> this is. Have you this seen is, a D and D sheet? This oh, is limp- could different people have different forms? I like that. And, and by forms, I mean literal, sometimes forms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you mean like a, a written form? Yes. So, like, <laughs> some people will have the D and D sheet. Some people will have have a power oh, card. May- maybe limp. <laughs> o- maybe limp has a D and D sheet, but like everyone else around them seems to have like trump cards mm. or what other kind of like some people could have like have like a straight up like video game kind of character selector yeah yeah type thing. see that that's cool i like that i so guess as it... long as we have some something numerical to play with mm. yeah you know i feel like that's a very simple way of yeah. just portraying the power usage but being a comic as well like having these unique stat screens is going to be cool visually as yeah well. yeah okay okay We've talked about this for a long time now. Can we try and like sum up this power? Because I feel like we've gone off in lots of different directions with it, so it would be good to like okay. round it out. So basic is a power where our user, Limp No Thing, can see forms that give every single person in the world has a stat sheet. Basic can see that stat sheet and then almost like nullify one of those stats to zero. Or in the case of a someone who has a nat- natural prodigy perk, which is something I'm just going to try and play with, um, yeah. like it could only get taken down to a certain point. Mm. And because their power isn't precise, occasionally they will lower the wrong stat. Yes. Oh, wrong stat I like. Mm. In mm. that, like, say, go back to Bank Heist, they're going to try and take down the gun stat. Instead, what they take down is their balance stat, and they just fall over. Mm. Then that, in that, that case, kind of thing. in that case, what if someone who's familiar with Limpno Thing's power, maybe they go into their bank heist with uh, wielding a gun and they're shooting up the place, but maybe they're only okay at uh, gunfighting, but they're really, really good at sword fighting. So Limpno Thing naturally basics their gunfighting, but they just mm-hmm. come at them very well with a sword. That could work. Sort of bluffing them. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've covered this power. We haven't really covered how Limpno Thing actually uses it. Like, when they lower a stat, what do they then do? Like, is this is this hero strong enough to then subdue a villain? Yeah, we need to talk about the hero a little bit. Um, we, we could probably talk about the actual... I mean, it being a, like a JoJo-based one, it makes me just think of some sort of like flamboyant movement, like mm. putting down the sliders on a like an audio desk kind of thing. Yes, very nice. What? Yeah, what if they have like... Again, JoJo inspiration. What if they have like those sliders like on a sleeve or something that they can just like oh. really flamboyantly, almost like whip down? It's like a fucking like, zip, like goes mm. as they do it. It's like it's like drawing a Yu-Gi-Oh card. You just like that <laughs> that one like movement like, where you're like yeah. ha, you know. So that okay, but we've covered the use of the power. Uh, and okay, yes. while I don't argue that this is a cool visual and helps me a lot who, who for the illustration. No who is Limp No Thing? How do they actually defeat villains? With a cool sleeve with sliders on Stop, it. Stop, Dean. <laughs> I mean, um, is most of it going to kind of be either luck or just like general thrashing about? I guess yeah. we need like to... Like if, for say, 
in the scenario where they try and take down the gun, but instead they take down their balance, person falls over and accidentally shoots himself in the leg, subduing <laughs> them. Boom. Okay, yeah, that's good. So we can either good. do that, or like, say, they've managed to actually subdue the stat that they wanted, so now they just kind of run over and just do like a... Like maybe maybe they've got like a natural perk in like something really that will just help them. Uh, actually, why can't they just have a really good luck perk? Okay. Well, their luck stat is like... really high. Their luck stat's really high, but their precision's really low, so it'll yeah, work yeah, every time, but not on what they want. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say maybe they can just be like a good street brawler. Well, you know? that was my other question. Uh, for the purposes of the illustration, am I going full Hirohiko Araki? Is this going to be a tall ass rugby player? <laughs> I, w- I would appreciate it if you had some sort of flamboyant pose. Got it. Okay. Um, I kind of imagine them looking like a cross between uh, Jotaro and... Eh, no, I refuse. A cross between Jotaro... Who's the no. worst Jojo? Yeah. Why would you pick the worst one? At least Joseph. Or Josuke with a pompadour. Yeah. My second was going to be jo- jo- Joseph. Joseph. Mm-hmm. Um, a cross between Joseph and Kaiba, Seto Kaiba. <laughs> you know, okay. they're quite, they're, they're flamboyant as fuck, and they've got this real big coat, right? Maybe there's a little bit of. Um, I wasn't going to say big a... coat, I was going to say like crop top and a leather jacket. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Just, you got to have the coat. I can do both. Maybe. <laughs> Put a little bit of Lisa Lisa in there as well, because she needs some love. Mm-hmm. Poor Lisa Lisa. Um, like, with the with the big shades as well. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, they've got to have um, a good shades, because maybe like um, maybe the shades kind of do like a Cyclops thing. They help them focus when they just keep on seeing everyone's trump cards. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There you go. There you go. Well, also, the shades would look like another slider. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. How? 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 How does, it, how does a sunglass look like a slider? Josh literally just mentioned Cyclops's glasses. Oh, you mean literally like Cyclops's legs? Well, they, they, like in order for them to use their power, they kind of put the slider across their sunglasses to open it so they can see. Their <laughs> like a their fucking eyes. scouter, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, we're, we're we're leaning into this hard, and I kind of love it. Well, look, a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure generator doesn't come along every day. You've got no. to probably lean into this one quite hard. <laughs> You've got to strike. And strike 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 and strike. Okay, okay, do we get it? Iron White's hot. Who's who? Who's Limpno? Who's Limpno? We we need like some solid characteristics, a small history to to really like push this comic into the stratosphere. They are a health and safety risk assessor. Why? Because health and safety risk assessment people are always having to. Uh, assess ratings levels of the danger of things or like the safety level of things so someone who's like well versed in you know rating things and stuff. do you know what this lends really well into the idea for the slight bit of backstory that i had planned for them excellent oh my god Proceed. so the reason why they've got into health and safety is because when they were a kid they didn't know how to use their power but they still did as a toddler so they must have caused so many accidents around the house, <laughs> accidentally like changing sliders. Because like, think about babies, they're just like throwing their hands around, you know, just doing all sorts. The yeah. amount of times that one of their movements could have been seen as though they're putting down a slider oh. would be rife. So they would have caused all of these baby accidents. And maybe just as they got older, they got more and more interested in how like these kind of issues start. Hmm. And that's kind of moved them into this career path where now they can kind of rate it. Hmm. So maybe they're actually quite a, um, not an outgoing hero, but maybe they're quite, like, worrisome. See, now, I really like that backstory, and I can really imagine a situation where, say, a baby limpno thing turns down the slider of their parents' like toilet training to zero or some shit like that, and they piss themselves. Wow. It's it's Jojo funny. Right in there with the, you're really disgusting this week. It's, listen... This, again, you don't you don't get this kind of generator <laughs> generator every day, but health and safety officer is not really flamboyant enough. Um, in um, JoJo Land, it could be. Yeah, like it. You don't have to do something eccentric, but the but the way that you do it has to be eccentric. Yeah. What if they're literally like a judge, like you know, like a Simon Cowell kind of character, mm. like uh. a judge on a, a TV show that's always rating people. 
I guess I was I was leaning more like when we first came up with the power, I was leaning more towards a worrisome personality, which makes me pick the previous backstory. Hmm. Okay. I'm just trying to sort of link it in more with rating people, you know, instead of things. Well, I mean, maybe it still could be. Maybe they work in a department where they hire people as well. Oh, yeah. So See, they, that could be quite good. So they could be do, do like a job interview kind of thing. Hmm. Maybe the they. Oh, the what if? What if they're a, like a? Oh, what do you call it? Like like a background check type person. Yes, maybe maybe like a like a jury, not a jury. Um, oh, when they get out of prison. Early. Oh, parole officer. Parole officer. See, if they're a parole officer, they're going to have to deal with some violent types, and maybe that's where they get some like physical skills, perhaps mm-hmm. not to not to judge. Um. But you learn a few things from criminals. I guess if they were a parole officer, it would make more sense for them to then go after, you know, oh. criminals that have gotten back into the bad habits. And they're like, well, I can't deal with this using paperwork. Do they work at the same prison with Bleach Ruby? I was thinking about that. I don't know. <laughs> oh, crossovers on crossovers. This is our segue. This is how we join, like, the JoJo universe and our own Universe of Comics, the BBRP verse together. Yeah, all right, let's do that then. Finally, yeah. at last. Finally, at last. Because um, Ruby, so Ruby wasn't in charge of parole people; they were dealing with like um, counseling. Yeah. So, so they probably eventually liaise with mm-hmm. Limp No Thing. Yeah. I like how whenever we come up with a hero that works in the prison system, we're just like, and they're linked to Ruby now because just... Ruby's our MVP. I was going to say they are our favorite. Yeah. Other than yeah. Holly, bless Holly. Yes. Blessed Holly. She's but a year Ho- Holly's old now. not old enough to liaise with any of our other heroes yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, okay. They're, they're a parole officer. I really really like that. And the whole linking that to fighting crime as well is effortless. Yeah, that's better. Mm. And then they have their, their big old costume, which they wear all the time because yes. this is a JoJo comic, mm-hmm. naturally. And then they fight crime. And maybe one of those criminals that they fight is burning down the kiss. Oh, uh, or, or ri- Ballstar, because that's the one that, we, we did also it, really like. Stop! Stop with the Ballstar. <laughs> um, Ballstar is an awful, just all round awful. Control hair, really. But yeah, what about burning down the kiss and erasing space? Because that would be very good for a criminal to erase some space to exit jail, prison. Um, I guess I'm having trouble figuring out the exact parameters of the power. Well, that sounds like another 20-minute conversation that we're going to have. <laughs> I, I think that one just sounds a bit too much like Inspector Non-Existent. It does. And that's why I'm going back to Ballstar. Yeah, Ballstar. So Ballstar controls <laughs> hair, but not their own. No. It's very oh, specific God. hair on very specific balls. Yeah. <laughs> the, he- the head. That That's the kind of ball you're talking about, no, right? No, it isn't. Wait, which head are you talking about? Don't ever insinuate that kind of hair ever <laughs> again. <laughs> ever again. I don't want to tell you. Tell me you're not going to say that ever again. <laughs> okay, so Ballstar. <laughs> we you. finally out-disgusted him. Sorry, this is our most disgusting episode. <laughs> uh, we we have like a few minutes to talk about Ballstar real quick. He, uh, they can make hair grow on other people's head. That's the worst thing in the world. Oh, God, that is horrible. Mm. Um, maybe just controlling maybe... hair growth in general would just be a matted mess. So I'm picturing our JoJo-esque rugby player hero, Limp No Thing, and they have a perfectly waxed chest and perfectly, you know, quaffed hair. It's very well styled. It's out of their face because they need to be looking through their visor to evaluate stats and to be able to see what sliders to mess with. Mm. Mm-hmm. And here comes Ballstar, and they just grow hair on this perfectly waxed chest, which enrages our hero. And they don't notice suddenly all this hair sprouting from their head and covering their visor. That I, it see that's how you beat um, Limp No Thing. You just block their vision. Mm. But but I don't know why it took so long to kind of think of this. But people with abilities, their abilities are going to be a stat themselves. No doubt. So if you take down hair control to zero, mm. are they going to lose control of hair and they're just be- almost going to like start growing it over themselves and just become kind of tied down by their own yeah. hair? I, yeah, 
I guess it's skill, isn't it? That's that's why I mentioned. So and then they both a- have to have like an awkward sit down in the prison hairdresser, <laughs> get it all lopped off. Well, if anything, maybe like they wouldn't for Ballstar. Oh, I guess it'd be yeah. it'd be like they're kind of like their own bondage for like mm. in in prison. They're like in their old like Hannibal Lecter <laughs> kind of. Uh, it's it's their own magnetoplastic prison. Yeah, just of hair. <laughs> oh, could you imagine that? Like. All the guards have to like wax and shave bald all over oh, their God. body before no, no. like dealing with them. Or could you imagine like they're in like a solitary confinement cell and it just keeps on like the hair just keeps on expanding. <sighs> and like you open up the door and it's just like just there's just hair and in the middle of it you can just see this face mm. of Ball Star. <laughs> it's like Gross. psycho psycho Jenny from a uh, from Devil Man. Just a, a oh, single God. smiling face. <laughs> yeah. I'm cutting it off there <laughs> wait wait i have an idea for what we could do for a couple more minutes okay Go on. if you allow me to delay for a second okay so i have the book manga in theory and practice by hirohiko araki here mm. yes uh, another so... another early recommendation yeah um i think it was you wasn't it josh yeah it must be like i think it was like in may more than like a year ago Mm. Um, but yeah, if you don't know, uh, Araki is the creator of JoJo. So this is a book about how he makes manga. And there is a very handy character sheet or a stat sheet, if you will. So I thought we could, just for funsies for the end of the episode, we'll, we'll go through some of these uh, stats and make some decisions about limp no thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. Uh, so we've got name, birthday. Uh, so birthday, let's pick a birthday. First January is basic. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Two thousand one. Yeah. Um, this this is a story taking place in the future. Um, height. Um, well, what's the average height for a five like ten? Oh, for a JoJo character. For a JoJo like, character, like, character, yeah. Seven foot two. Okay, seven um, foot two. <laughs> um, weight's completely average. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hair color and eye color are average. Br- so brown and brown. Like brown and brown. Yeah. Um, okay, I Color blindness wears glasses. I mean, is it average to have twenty twenty vision? No, no it just isn't. like completely mm. glasses. Keep going. Okay, handedness. Right. That, that is very uh, average, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, or is that a fallacy? Because I've heard that lots of people are left-handed and were forced think, to be right-handed. I think about twenty percent are left-handed. Oh, okay, that's not average then. Um, type of voice. Average. Monotonous. Yeah, monotonous, stoic. Uh, history of surgeries. Loads. Um, yeah, they've had like all the necessary stuff taken out, like um, gallbladder, appendix, yeah, tonsils, wisdom teeth, shift wounds from uh, inmates, mm-hmm. um, broken oh, well, jaws. Well, that's we're on here. Uh, scars, burns, skin damage, birthmarks, tattoos. No tattoos. No. No, of course not. But a lot, a lot of um, tender skin from various, as I mentioned, interactions with inmates. Freckles. Is it average? Mm. It's quite distinctive. That's true. Okay, no freckles. Um, oh, speaking of which, other distinctive physical characteristics? Uh, none. <laughs> um, they have, like, best genist hair. It's very... <laughs> no, no, that's not Jojo. This, see, this is the, the, the contradiction, the, yeah. the tornado in my heart, where you want them to be basic, but at the same time, it's, it's Jojo. You can't. Okay. Well, let's let's move on to. So we've already discussed formative experiences of as an infant slash young child. Let's skip um, over to dreams for the future. Yes, dreams for the future. I've my I zoned in on that one as well. <laughs> what is their dream? To have a society that's well free of unwanted skills. Not exciting, just safe. Mm. Yes, I, I think safe. It's it's about a world where um, those with dangerous skills are. Without those skills. So if they were what? to say, like, world peace, it sounds like it's so generic, but they're like, mm. I just want peace. Yeah, yeah. I just want, a, just want a peaceful existence. They sound, like, really tired when they say it. Yeah. So what do they fear, then? Um, I would say causing an innocent harm through their lack of precision. What's their hobby? We never talk about what our heroes do in their downtime. Oh, yeah. Um, fishing. Script doctor for... Um, Natural disaster movies. <laughs> <laughs> Those are 
found some good hobbies. Right, let me like just the, shut or, the book like, on that. No, or like, no, no, not natural disaster, horror movies. They keep on seeing all of the risks that, that all these horror people are taking by not charging their phones or choosing to split up. <laughs> and, they're, and they're just deciding that it's the wrong way to go. I... I like that very much. But we must we must call it a day there. Thank you all so much for listening to us come up with a boring hero. Not boring, just basic. Right, sorry. For listening to us come up with a basic hero from one of the most flamboyant comics in modern <laughs> history. If you would like to support us... Then you can leave us a review on iTunes or SoundCloud. Whatever review you happen to leave for us. Um, be it good or bad, but we do prefer the good ones. The bad ones, I'll probably just phase over slightly. Whatever handle you leave on there, um, we will then churn into a name generator like the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure stand generator like we did today. That is our names, and we put them into a generator. That could be you. That could be you. You too could be Ballstar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. I, I can't think why all might never said that. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so you leave us a review and you too can be a ball star. Hashtag ball star. Yeah, I like that. Hashtag. Um, no, uh, uh. To, to all your ball stars out there, you can also get us on Twitter, BBR underscore podcast, where on a Wednesday we'll be posting up images from our recommendations on our rec, rec rundown. Rec, rec down? Rec run? Mani- rec run. Yeah. Rec run. I, th- I, I, I think that's what running. we're calling it nowadays. Um, our social media gurus told us to shorten it down a little bit yep and then on the monday following the recommendation sorry the rec down the rec run mm, the rec I've done, I've done a dean. um <laughs> the monday following there'll be an illustration popped up i'm really looking forward to this one this 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 will be a good one extra flamboyance extra sliders yeah, well, yeah i want some dislocated arms lines. yeah dislocated arms. don't worry i'm gonna have them sliding their visor and their arm at the same time <laughs> very awkwardly i'm i'm thinking like arms crossed over their chest very painfully oh my goodness nice. it's gonna be good i'm i'm sliding with anticipation <laughs> that, that's you're, you're disgusting you, you don't get the option to close this episode you, you have been bitten been. by a radioactive podcast oh, i am josh now taking over randall i'm and this is one for my family who now refuse to stop calling me this jude ballstar sarson and i'm dean dead last burning down the kiss made too many mistakes mcknight thank you very much guys and we'll see you next week sayonara who said you get the last word oh.